Gemara Yoma Daf Ayin Chet Masech. It's been dedicated anonymously to that slacha of those that are trying to have children. If you remember on yesterday's daf, we um, we talked about a, uh, a body of water that trickles out of the Kodesh Kodeshim and eventually the water trickles out throughout the city of Yerushalayim and it trickles from the Kodesh Kodeshim very, very, you know, small drops and as it expands, it gets bigger and bigger and more violent. So the Gemara now is going to go back and explain the... Uh, the amount of water that comes out. Amar Rabbi Pinhas, Meshum Ravunasi Pura'a, Ma'yana Yotzeh Mibet Kodshia Kodashim. Again, this is La'ati Davod, this is something that didn't happen yet, we're waiting for it. But Hila, initially it comes out of the Kodash Kodashim at a very light, uh, light flow. Vedomed Lekane Hagabim, like the antenna of Hagabim, of grasshoppers, that are very, very narrow. And when it gets to the petah of the hechal, so then already it gets a little wider. So that's the, on the loom, that's the long string, that's the one that goes to the length, which is a little wider than the antenna of a grasshopper. As it spreads out to the ulam, then it becomes a little thicker. Like the uh, the, uh, the 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 loom, the uh, string that's going to the width. The cheban shigia el peta azara flows out of the azara na asa kepi pach katan. Now it already becomes wide, the size of a small jug. Ba'inu ditnan we learned the masechet bidot the bi eliezer ben Yaakov omen ma'im mefakin. What is ma'im mefakin? This is the waters that are going to flow uh, at the shi'ud of Pia Pach. So they call it Mayim Mefakim. Melashon Pach. Atidim liyot yotzin metahat meftana bayit. Eventually the bayit shalishim, the third temple, these waters are going to flow. Now, as you continue moving on, Mikan ba'ilach metkaber ve'oleh. Now the waters start to rise. Ad-shemagiyah lepetach bet David. Until it gets to the house of David, which is in Zion, which is going to be outside of Yerushalayim. Now it becomes like a torrent, a very strong current. And it's going to be so uh, abundant that you can use it as a mikveh. You can go to the mikveh. Who can go there? Zavim, zavot, nidot, v'yoldot. They'll be able to use it That's mechatat, that's for the paraaduma. You need ma'im hayim. And this is ma'im hayim, it's a natural a spring. So therefore, zav, all of them are going to be able to dip in there. I heard... On this Gemara from Yehazkel Abramsky, he said something beautiful. He said that you see from this Gemara that as the water was close to the Beit HaMikdash, it's small, it's calm, but as the water gets further from the Beit HaMikdash, it becomes more violent and more, more dangerous and more high. To come and teach you that when a person is close to the Kedushah, so then he's settled and then he has But the more you move away from the Kedushah, then it already starts to become more chaotic and more troubling. As a lem is to say that the Kiddushah obviously brings a person to Yeshuvah Da'at. Let's just read some of the Rashi's here. Let's start on the top of Rashi, Mefakim. Kemin ha-pachen, kishemagi'in me-miftan Good, that's all we have to read. Amar of Yosef, Mikan, from here we have a lem is regarding the Tevilah of Benidah. It says, when does she go to the mikveh? Only when it gets to Petah Bet David. By the time the water gets to Petah Bet David, it's already, you know, like we said, it's a very, very strong waters, a very high waters. 
רמז לנידה שצריכה להישב עד סברה במים. Which is the water that has to be so high that she, when she sits it goes up to her neck. Because that's how high the water was in that place over there. Rashi, מכאן רמז לנידה. מדלק הריל הראוי לנידה עד שמתקבל כנחל שוטף. Which is, why couldn't she go to the mikveh before that? I mean, if, if it's a 40 se'ah issue, so the ka'orah, you have a ma'ayan already way before that. Why did she wait? Oh, when they get to Bet David, then already it's ra'ul nida. So it sounds like it's giving you a higher shi'ud. You need a shi'ud already of, of depth in the mikveh that it has to reach her, when she's sitting to reach her neck. Now, it's true, it doesn't say anything about reaching her neck over here, so that she's going to say that. Even though it didn't say it's, it's deep enough that it reaches her neck. Now, which means, obviously it's got to be deep. And the, the Gemara comes along and concludes, however, it's not the Halakha. Ela, the law is 40 se'ah. And we don't go how it is, even if it's not deep, so long as the lady can dip and cover her whole body, even though when she sits in, it's not going to cover all the way up to her uh, neck, doesn't matter. 40 se'ah is 40 se'ah, and that is the shi'ud of mikveh, even though it is not amok. Rabotai, we now continue back to the laws of Yom HaKippurim. Uh, we learned... Uh, Earlier on yesterday's dab, if you remember, that on Yom Kippur, we allowed the fellow to walk in the puddles, in the water. If he had Sorek Mitzvah, so we said some cases like the Rav, who was giving a Shi'ur, and the Talmud wants to go to the Rav's uh, Shi'ur, we said, that's a Sorek Mitzvah, so we allowed him to walk through the waters on Yom Kippur, even though he's getting wet. So we said that that's a Nechitzah, that's not for Ta'anug, and therefore we said it's okay. So the Gemara now is going to continue on that subject. The Gemara says, Shabbat di'ika min'al mai. So the question over here is, let's say on Shabbat, he's wearing a min'al, which is a type of shoe. Is he allowed to go into the water? Well, what's the, uh, what's the concern over here? We're worried, if you remember yesterday we said, that the yeah. shoe might come off, and if it comes off in the water, what's going to happen? He's going to come and carry, carry. carry it. So do we make a gezerah that a person cannot go into the water on Shabbat with the shoe? Aman hatne de He was the son-in-law of the president. Ana hazite lerabi verabi de matu urkema de maya. I saw them on Shabbat. They got to the Urkema de Maya, to this puddle of water. Ve'avruha derech malbush. And they went across it wearing the shoes on their legs. So you see over here, it's mutar on Shabbat. And we're not hoshesh, that it might fall off. Yad shimush, Rashi, Shabbat. Shabbat. Beautiful. So the Gemara then comes along and says, Tinah man'al, sandal ma'ikal emimah. Man'al, you're able to tie it to your foot tightly, securely. But a sandal, it's not tied to the foot so much. So therefore the Gemara's question is, would you say the same heter by sandal? Amar Rav Rehumi, Ana chazitel rabina de'avar, I saw him going even with the sandal. So therefore, you see, there is no difference. Look at Ashi's sandal, Mai. Beautiful. The Gemara comes along and says, Rav Ashi Amar, sandal lechatechila lo. Oh, what does it mean, lechatechila lo? So I saw the explanation, lechatechila lo means that if you know before you leave the house, if you know already that you're going to have to cross an arkema de maya, don't wear a sandal. If you're wearing a sandal already and now the arkema de maya comes already, you can cross it. But to, to wear it, knowing you shouldn't. That's what it means. So Gemara comes along, because again, we're worried about it fall off, and you might come to carry it. 
Rez Galuta Ekla Lehagronia, the name of a place. Lebe Rav Natan. Rafram, Vikulu Rabbanan, all the time that I came in, calling Rafram, Atu the Firka. So they came to the Derasha of the Rez Galuta. Rabina Lo Ata. However, Rabina did not show up. Lemachar. Which means the Rishkota was upset. didn't show up to the Shi'ur. So therefore the next day, Rafram tried to clear Ravina's name in front of the Rish Galut so he could explain himself why he didn't show up to the Shi'ur. It wasn't personal. He says, So Rafram asks Ravina in front of the Rish Galut. didn't come to the Shi'ur yesterday on Shabbat. Amar so Ravina says, Hava ka'ivli kar'ai. I had a problem. My leg, my foot was hurting me. And therefore I wasn't able to walk. So he told him, Rafram, Iba'alach limesam misaneh. Should have put on shoes. Then the shoe would cover your foot. You can walk. Yavara says, Gaba de hava. It was on the top of the foot. And therefore I couldn't put shoes on. It would hurt. So the top of the foot, so it's open top, the sandal. So then you should have put on a uh, sandal, you could have walked. No, I couldn't. There was a urkema. There was a puddle over there, and I wasn't able to walk. You should have walked across it. When you're wearing it, what's mutar? So Rabina tells him, and according to the way we learned it, it's very good. Because he knew there was Arkema de Maya. So there was, a, I can't wear the Khatayla knowing that I'm going to go across. So I was stuck. I wasn't able to wear it. Which means he wasn't able to wear it on Shabbat, Ravina, and therefore he couldn't come to the Shi'ud. That was because he was on the road already. On the road already, where it's busy, Abad. It's okay, he wasn't expecting it. Right, very good question. Ah, he did it already, he's asking. And you have to say over there, he's talking about what? Well, he was on the road already, and now what happened? Urkebat the came on the road. Okay, so it's okay. But here we knew going in, therefore, the Katayla alone. Rashi. By the way, you see unbelievable Musar over here. That's the mitzvah. If you know guys that claim you could fix the, uh, the tension, you try, to, you try to fix it up. So basically, what happened after that? When he explained himself, so this goes, oh, it was a Shabbat concern. It wasn't personal that it wasn't coming to him. I should, okay, but he took the Sina away. Lev Shalom, beautiful Naga of the Hakamim. Beautiful. And therefore, it's not going to hurt you. It's not going to hurt your foot. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. Rabotai, we continue over here regarding the laws of Yahitza. Tane. Yehuda bar grogarot asur lishev al gabe tina beyom kipurim. So you have over here like uh, tar or mud that has some moisture in it. So therefore, what's going to happen when you sit on it? It's not going to dirty you, but there's some moisture that comes out of it, and that moisture is going to give you a hanaa. It's like hanaa of so therefore it's going to be Asur Rashi Al-Gabetina Interesting So it's not going to be Rechitza Just some of the water is going to go on you You get cooled off Then you're going to feel, uh, you're going to feel good Amr Abi Yoshua Ben Levin How wet does it have to be? Betina Metapachat When it has to be uh, really uh, moist That you know It gives out some moisture How much? That means it's so moist that if it gets on the person, subsequently if somebody touches the person, he'll get moist also. So it's enough to <laughs> moisten and moisten something else as well. It's interesting over here. Person, let's say, wants to cool off on Yom Kippur. So what does he do? Take some fruits and the fruits are cold, and he puts them on his body, and he cools himself off. Ayat a ta'anug. There might be some moisture on the fruits also. But that's not considered a ta'anug, that's asur, 
that's not considered rechitza. Uh, okay? And by the way, exactly. You see over here that fruits are not mukseh on, uh, on the Yom Kippur. I would have said maybe since you can't eat them, so maybe they considered uh, mukseh. Others can eat them. So therefore it's not asur legamne, and then we don't make a gezera that you might come to eat them either. So therefore, you see for me that they allowed them to cool off. Uh, the coffee beans, the lemon. Rav Yehuda mitstanen bekara. Rav Yehuda used to cool himself off with the gourd, also another type of item, vegetable. Rabba mitstanen biyiruka. It seems that this kid was was cool, the baby. So he would hold the baby on him, and the baby would cool him off. Rabba mitstanen bekasad kaspa. He would take a piece of metal, silver. The silver cup gets cold. They would put the silver cup on because it is hot on Yom Kippur. They have to figure out ways how to cool themselves off. And that was considered okay. That was not considered a, um, an issue. Amar Rav Papa, Kasa de Kaspa. Oh, if you have a kos, let's say, made out of silver, and what? Male, if it's filled, asur. Well, what's the isur over here? You're not washing yourself with it. You just want to cool yourself off. But if it's filled to the top, you're worried that some of the water is going to fall out. And if the water falls out, now you're ready to come to Rechitza. Therefore, they made a Gezera. Chaser, but if it's not filled to the top, Shari, why? Because we're not worried that it's going to spill. However, the Fahra, Fahra is a course that's made out of Hedis, pottery. Idi idi Asud. Whether it's full or whether it's even partially full, Asud, to cool yourself off. Why? Mishum de mishchal shachil. Because the uh, the heres, I guess it, um, it's, it, it the pore, it's porous, so water is able to go through. So therefore, the one that cools himself off on the heres as if he's cooling himself on the water. Rab Asher Amar, kasate kaspa, a course that's made out of kesef, haser name asud. Even if it's partially filled, when we just said it's mutar, why? Because it's, it's uh, slippery. And we're worried about the cup might slip out of your hands, the metal, and therefore the water might fall. Right, so that's what you're worried about. Now, now, right, Unbelievable. So Zaira Bar Hama, he was the host of all the tzaddikim. All the rabbis would come and they would stay by Zairi Bar Hama. Amar so one time Zairi Bar Hama said to Rabbi Yosef, Beret Rabbi Yosef's son, the Rabbi Yoshua ben Nevi, Bar Arya. So he said that Rabbi Yosef, the son of Rabbi Yoshua ben Nevi, Bar Arya, is uh, a son of a lion. They call it Tabidah Khamim, lions. So he says, Ta imalach, come, Rabbi Yosef is telling him, Milta me'alieta da'ava avid abuch. I'm going to tell you stories about your father. Your father used to stay here. So have shimush. I saw what your father did. So he calls the son and says, Come, let me tell you some of the things that your father did over here. Mitpachat hayalo be'erev yemekapurim. Yeah, like a, a, a handkerchief or a, a towel or sudar. And what? Erev yemekapurim, mishura ota b'mayim. He would douse it and soak it. In water. And then what? He would uh, squeeze it out in order to just make it uh, that there's no uh, you know, water technically dripping anymore from it. So it's a moist towel. And then what? Amazing. He took this moist towel. There was no hashash now of sechita anymore because already he squeezed it out from before. And he would pat his face and pat his body with it. And he was not concerned about the Isud of Rechitza. Now, 
ערב תשעה באב, שורה אותה במים, he would soak it in water as well, ולמחר מעבירה על גבי עיניו. Here it's interesting. On Erev Shabbat, don't say he 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 squeezed it, because obviously on Shabbat we don't have Yisur of Sechita. Okay, but we still have Yisur of Rechitza. So now it's very wet. But they say because he only put it al gabe enav. He only put it on his eyes. On Kippur, when it was fully squeezed out, he put it on his body just to cool off. On Shabbat we have Yisur Rechitza also. But he didn't wash it on his body because then on top of his eyes maybe there was like uh, you know just to cool himself off so that was considered mutar on Tashabeav. Let's read the Rashi over here. We have Good. The day before Kippur he, used it, he washed his hands with, to, 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 to basically squeeze it out. The next day on Yom Kippur, unbelievable. So that's the uh, that's the first version of this, um, this of the, this story over. This here. is the Miltama Aliyata. They're asking like, show us something. Yeah, it's a shimush. Right. I want to know the rabbi. It's mutar. If it's mutar, we were learning a tremendous shimush over here. Now, you see over here that uh, it sounds like from this version. That they weren't mahmir on the rechitzah tishah be'ab like on Yom Kippur over here, because already they didn't he, he didn't squeeze it out. It was very wet. That's why I'm answering. It could be that's why it says he didn't do it over his body. He only did it over his eyes. So therefore, you know, he, he was lenient like that. Vechen ki ata raba bar mori. I'm interested to Babel. Amar be'erev tishah be'ab be'im no mitpachat. They bring him the same thing. Mitpachat. He soaks it in the water. And he puts it under his head so it doesn't dry out. Oh. Now this story is telling us that he actually washed or patted. Same story. He would squeeze it out. And then what? Which is exact opposite over here. <coughs> Which was on Kippur. It was ma'avir al It could be that uh, in this case over here, on Tashabeav, it was a wet towel because he didn't really dry it. And he was could be that the Isur of Rechitzah on Tisha'an Be'av is not as severe as the Isur of Rechitzah on Kippur. Because on Kippur it says what? Ve'initem. It's in Yan of Inui. So therefore, could be he was more lenient on Tisha'an Be'av than he was on Yom Kippur. Read the Gemara one more line. Amar le Rabbi Yaakov, Rabbi Yirmiyah bar Tahlifah, Ibcha Amartlan, you told us the opposite, which means you told us that he would sohet it on Erev Tisha Be'av, and he would not be sohet it on Erev Kippur. Ve'otibinach se'ita, and we ask you, hey, what about se'ita? But, which means, but the way the story was told was not like you told it to us. You made it as if they made the se'ita Erev Kippur. But actually the case was he made Sa'itan Erev Tisha Be'av and he didn't make Sa'itan Erev Kippur. And that's what we asked on you when you told us the story. Hey, Agam, what about Sa'itan? David Rashi. <coughs> We're going to have to explain it. We're going to explain it. Wow, so he dried the towel on Erev Tisha Be'av. Wow, which is, which is very strange. And he has a siman to remember what he's, why that was the right story. I remember we asked you a question about Sa'ita. So we know that that's what you said. Because I remember asking you a question. Hey, Rabbi, what about Sa'ita? Lashon sheshamati hachi kamar. Ibcha amar talan. Erev tisha be'ab mekaneach bayadav ulamahar poshta vechule. So some say that no, the version was the same version, it's just that they still asked on him, hey, 
even if he dried it, eh, there's still sa'ita. Therefore, I, how, do you, how was he allowed to do it on Yom Kippur? But let's go according to the version that we understood. We can explain it that we see this many times in, in Shas, that Devre Torah enam sirichim hizuk. But the words of the Rabbanan, sirichim hizuk. And it's like that. Tisha'ah be'ab, which is only the Rabbanan. So therefore, it needs already, because people are lenient. So therefore, they squeezed it before, Tisha'ah be'ab, and all that, so they don't come. Kippur, nobody's going to make Saitan Yom Kippur, nobody's going to wash on you. So therefore, you, in Adraba, because it's so hamur, you're able to be lenient. Something that's hamur already does not need more strengthening. This, 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 the severity of the item itself automatically causes the person to be more careful. So that's the way we can explain <coughs> this suya over here. All right, Abotai, now let's go to the next suya. We actually learned it recently in Sefer Ha'inuk. A Yisrael that has a firstborn animal. Behemate, Orana is born. He has to give it to the Kohen. It's one of the 24 matanot. The Kohen has to bring it on the Mizbeah. It's like a Kurban Shilamim. He has to eat the meat in Yerushalayim like regular Kadashim. Kalim, the question is, if, let's say it has a moon. If it's a moon kavua, so it's honin. Doesn't matter, it's not to give it to the Kohen, and the Kohen can eat it. Bechol makom. She say, oh, he's able to sell it and give it to whoever he wants. But when there's no beta mikdash like we have now, so the Kohen gets the bechol until it develops a moon kavua. And once it gets a moon kavua, he's able to slaughter it and eat it wherever it wants. That's the regular deen of bechol. So the Sheila over here is like this. Amar Rav Menashe, Bar Tachlifa, Amar Rav Amram, Amar Rabbah Bar Hana. Shalut Rabbi El Azad. Fine. Zaken, Zaken meaning Tamil Hakam. Vyoshev Vishiva, and he's actually a member of the Sanhedrin. Sarich litol reshut lehatir bechorot o eno sarich. Tamil Hakam. They used to bring him the Bechor to see if it has a Mum Kavua. He has an expert. Right? He's a Mumche. So therefore the Sheila is, when the Yahweh, remember the Sanhedrin, does he have to get permission from the Sanhedrin, like a semich, special Semicha from the Sanhedrin to rule on Bechorot? Or do you assume if he's sitting on the Sanhedrin, he's an expert already, and therefore bring it to him and let him make the rules. What's the Savek over here? If he's a mumhe, he's a mumhe. If he's not a mumhe, he's not a mumhe. Which means, why should he have to ask the shoot? We could assume if he's sitting on the Sanhedrin, he has the, uh, the expertise. Why shouldn't he be able to, to check Bechorot? What's the she'elah? The question over here is like this. Which means there's certain uh, kavod that they left for Benesia. Certain she'elot give kavod to the Benesia. Bechorot, that's their department. Nobody else has a right to, uh, to, uh, to check items like that. Ela let the Benesia. So the question is, Sarikh li told the shoot, does he have to ask the shoot from the Nasi? Which means normally these she'elot go to the Benesia. Okay? So normally a regular Tamil Acham. Who that doesn't have uh, status like this would have to ask the Ben Nasi, hey Rabbi, can I? And they have to give him, you know, to, to give a ruling. Mashiach, maybe you would think a zaken on the Sanhedrin. Maybe already has uh, status. Does he still have to ask the Ben Nasi to make a ruling? So it's like a protocol question. It's a protocol question. That's all. Which we're not questioning if his expertise, but so he has expertise. Sheila is. We don't want him to break the protocol. Read that she. Sha'aluet Rabbi El Azad Garcinan vehu Rabbi El Azad Ben Pedat. Zaken v'yoshe v'yeshiva v'chule Amdina b'sanhedrin She'en hacham matir et ha'bechor b'yachid L'rot et mumo Ela imken natal reshut Men ha'nasi pa'am ha'at You gotta get a license, bottom line You gotta be, uh, what do you call it? Registered or, uh, you know You have to get a hetet uh, from the nasi At once, at least What's your hetet? Pa'am ha'at Once, 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 once forever Those exactly. nasi gives you approval Certificate Exact certificate You're certified You're certified to rule on bechorot Exactly Oh, that was my question. What in the world is this doing over here? 
משום דבעל למעמד בתו כמבעיה לבו, מה הוא לשאת בסנדל שזקן ויושב בישיבה היה ועמד במעלה בזקנו של זה ונטל רשות להתיר בכורות. אוקיי? And he went to the grandfather of this נשיא. This is old time. He's saying he went to the זקנו of this current נשיא that we have and he has the permission. So what do you see over here? You gotta get permission even if you're a זקן and you יושב on the סנדרין. אמר לרבי אבא, אז אני מצטער להגיד לך, לא כך היה מעשה, זה לא היה מעשה של רבי יוסף בן זמרה, אלא כך היה מעשה. רבי יוסף בן זמרה, כהן היה, and they brought it, and he was a zaken, he was on the Sanhedrin and all that, and they brought him a bechor to make a ruling on a mum. ואז היא קמה בעיה, והשאלה הייתה כזאת. הלכה כרבי מעיד, דו ויסר הלכה זה כרבי מעיד, אז זה וואן בכורות, חשוד בדבר לא דנו ולא מעידו. That if a person is, we'll call it biased, in a certain halachic ruling, is he allowed to make a ruling on this over here or not? In this case over here, obviously it's an advantage to a kohen to say that it's a mum. Because if it's a moon, you finish, you slow it wherever you want, you eat it wherever you want, it's chodin. So therefore, the kohen basically becomes a nogeyah bedavad. So the she'elah is, can a kohen make a ruling on a bechor where he has a interest? Or dilma? No, alakha kreman shulgam liyadamad, ne'eman hu al shel havero. That is only ne'eman what? Al shel havero. Because al shel havero, Kohen's not going to make a sin for somebody else. Which means, Even if you want to say for himself, he might, uh, you know, not see it straight. But I'm not going to come along and corrupt it to make a sin so that a guy can have a bechot. No, we're not going to say. And what did he say? And if we can matir it for others. According to the first opinion, you cannot matir it not for yourself and not for others as well. Let's read Rashi on this over here. Dabar zeh netilat harishut lehitgadeh lishon gedula lemaala mezikeno shel zeh lefnei zikeno shel nasi zeh shibedorenu kohanim hashudim almomeh habechor lehatil tahasur ve'af lehatil bo'mum Wow, ve'af lehatil bo'mum Which as they're checking it, they give it a mum, sorry, it has a mum. לפי שהבכור בזמן הזה אין לו תקנה אלא אם כן יש בו מום ועל הכהן לטפל בו משנתנו בו So it's it's cholin, and he can eat it anywhere. Oh, so to, that's the big sheila. What do we do with bechor today? No. So today we have a big issue. So we have to make shutafut with a goy, so we don't have this problem. Because otherwise, the guy's a farm and he's giving birth to animals. He's got to mark them. This belongs to the kohen. Today we get around it in order to so we don't have a, a problem of the of of, of the shenyan of uh, bechor. Anyway. Uh, that was the Gemara. The two. So that wasn't a protocol question. The question was can a Kohen make a ruling 
on, on his own item. He wanted his own item. Be the yuk. He was a zakin and he was a kohen. And they brought him the item over there. And they wanted to know, can he make a ruling on his own item or not? No, so the Gemara came along and said that if it's for somebody else, it's mutas. So he was allowed to because he wasn't making it on his own. That's correct. Not on his own. That's right. Not on his own. With you. That means if they're asking for somebody else, I'm going to give you the Samara. Because if a, per- a person might be biased to compromise halakha for his own benefit, but I'm not going to compromise halakha so this guy can be in the head. That's uh, already the Havirot takes away the bias. Understand how it works? Okay, Rabotai, let's continue. וְתוּקָמֶבָּיִנִּיְנִּיְנִּיְנִּיְנִּיְנִּיְנִּיְנִּיְנִּיְנִּיְנִּיְנִּיְנִּיְנִּיְנִּיְנִּיְנִּיְ
and uh, he leans on the, uh, they put it on his shok, they attach it to the shok over there, and uh, that's considered his uh, shoe. And why does it protect it? Basically, uh, protects his foot. And that was Derek Malbush, mutat, to carry the shoe. It's mutat, as long as he's wearing it, mutat. Why? Because since normal people do not wear such a shoe over there, it's not considered a man'al, and therefore it's considered a masui, that was considered a carry. The tani alam, the shavin, both the bimi'in and biyosei omodeh, shasu laset bo biyom ekipurim. That means what? That they come along and say that this wooden shoe over here is asud biyom ekipurim. So therefore what? Ekipur asud. Forget about the, uh, 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 an issue of, of carrying. Even if you want to tell me it's not considered carrying, but it's considered a, it's a minal. And therefore, both rabbis are telling you, you cannot wear it. So forget about this. Now, Sha'am also should be a sunnah. Which basically is anything you put on your foot as a shoe, sounds like, is a problem. Read that sheet. I'm sorry, you're right. I'm sorry, you're right. Right, since not everybody wears it, so it's got to be shave la to be for the bio to be considered a malbush. And since it's not, they put it in yana potsa'a. Right, which is according to the Biyoseh. Even though he just said a second ago, it's not considered a menal. That's why in Shabbat it's considered carrying. But he said the Gabi Yom Kippur, you can't wear it. So what do you see over here? That all shoes, whether it's a normal menal or not a normal menal, anything you put on your foot on Yom Kippur, it's going to be considered uh, a problem. So this is a metif. This is a, is a question. question. Right. Uh, right. We just said Sha'am Muta. Right. And now we see over here, Sha'am is Asur because you see, what is, uh, what the Kaab is Asur over here? Even according to me, you said it doesn't call it a Min'al. But that says, Amar different. Atam over there in the Kaab of the Kiteh that we said it's Asur to go on Yom Kippur, even though it's not a Min'al according to the Biyoseh, the eat be ketitin umishum ta'anug. Over there it had like uh, some uh, fabric uh, where the place where it touches his shok so, so it doesn't rub against the shoe or the wood. They put like a felt or a type of fabric or even leather over there and therefore it's like a cushion. So it softens it. Oh, so we're talking about a wood shoe with these cushions. That's why it's a suit, because it's ta'anu, because it's a, that, that's a pleasurable item. But regular wood, not a problem. Only ketitim is the problem. That's she. Ketitim, hatichot begadim ketanot, shehem nochot lo lismoch shoko alehem. Bidiuk, and that's what, but a regular sandal says sha'am. Nothing, sha'am is uncomfortable. So as of now, it sounds like if you have those shoes with cushions like in the soles of the now foot. I'm saying as of now, it sounds like a comfort is a problem. Yes, as of now. It's not one of the Indian. It's comfortable. No. Candidate, that's the reason why they didn't want you to wear shoes. Leather. That's why. That's an Inuit. A shoe, a guy wears a shoe, he's comfortable. So they wanted to get different. Right, so the reed is not comfortable. Like in this type of shoe over here, it was comfortable. They had the cushions. So the shoe behind Sandal is comfort, right? It has to be. Because it's Inuit. It's five Inuit. What's best for Inuit? Inuit means I want you to feel uncomfortable. So they go, don't eat, don't drink, and what? Well, don't wear shoes. So the Sheila is, is that considered Inuit? Yeah, the Sham is considered Inuit. Ah, oh, we're far from the Halakha. You're right. From this Gemara, so far, we see reeds, some type of very barbaric uh, shoe that you like to wear. Comes the Gemara and says, Ammar de Rabbah. If you're going to come along and tell me that this calf that the Kiteya wears, if you're not going to consider the man'al according to the Biyoseh, the Biyoseh is not a man'al, that's what the Biyoseh said, it's considered carrying on Shabbat. Kititim, mashvele, manah. How does the Kititim all of a sudden turn it into a shoe? Which means if it's not a shoe, it's not a shoe. From, 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 from simple savara, simple savara. If it's not a minal, the ketitim are not going to turn it into a, uh, a, a minal. The odd, called ta'anug, de la minalhu, 
Yom Kippurim which is basically a similar question that you're asking. Oh, so now you're telling me, well, Sanuk issue. That's why you will say the Kakush Kittitit. Oh, Sanuk. Hold it. If it's not a Menal, it's not a Menal. Now, happens to be you're getting a little Tanuk. Where is, where, where, every Tanuk is a Surah on the Kippur. Then already we're going to stop posting other things. Well, one of the rabbis used to put the, um, uh, 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 the Sudar on his foot over there. You know, it must be a Tanuk. He's not walking on barefoot. So obviously, oh, why, you, why, why, why are they allowed to put the Sudar on his foot? Why don't they say, oh, it's pleasure, but it's a cushion. And then you see what? The issue was shoes. If it's not a shoe, it's not a shoe. Oh, you put some cushions on it? Where did it say that? You, they, 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 they all said all types of Tanukim on Yom Kippurim. If the kab, let's say, has a bit kibul, as God says, a, a, a receptacle where the uh, cushions are able to rest in it, tameh. So then it already has a deen of tum'ah. Why? Because regular kli'etz. The rule is of a kli'etz that has a bit kibul, it's susceptible to receiving tum'ah. And now over here, michlal, deresha la le ketitin askinan. Right, for the fact that the Mishnah says, and if it has a bed kibul to old kititin, sounds like till now we were talking about a bed kav, she'en no kititin. So how did you make an okimta on that Mishnah? They said, oh, you know why it was a surah yom kibul? Because the bed kav, that, the kav we were talking about was kititin. Mm-hmm. No, no, it wasn't. Kititin wasn't introduced till the end of the Mishnah. Because mm-hmm. the Mishnah said like this, the kav, can you go out on Shabbat? Mahloket, the biyoseh, it's not considered a shoe, therefore it's a problem, it's going to carry and then it says, "Be'im yoslo bet kibul, no case." What, 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 what do you need a bet kibul for? Oh, to put kititin, implying that till this point, but no kititin. And you're coming along and saying, "No, the case don't make kititin." That wasn't the case. So we're asking, bottom line, a, a host of questions, knocking this uh, 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 question that you asked on us. You asked me a question, and you told me what kav is asud. So you see what even non shoes are going to be asud on kibud. And therefore, Sha'am should be Asur. You're going to answer, no, 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 no. The wood shoe is different. Kititin. Kititin. If it's not a shoe, it's not a shoe. Kititin is not going to make it a shoe. And anyway, what is it? So you have some Ta'anug. What's the what's, what's Yisut have Ta'anug on the Yom Kippur over here? You see the Tzadikim, they used to wear Sudarim on their feet. And anyway, you hold Ukimta that it's Kititin. It's not so. Right? That was not introduced to the Sefer of the Mishnah. Read the Ashina. Yes. It's a shoe. And therefore, you cannot wear it on Yom Kippurim. I, this other thing of sandal that we said of Rahitani and all this made out of this other stuff over there, it's not considered a min'al, and therefore it's permissible. Be'shabbat. So again, we review. Kab is a shoe. Finished. It's a shoe for Shabbat, it's a shoe for Kippur, for everything. And the other junky type of shoes that we talked about made out of the reeds and all that stuff, it's not a shoe. So if, if, it's, so if it's a shoe, so the Chawra, what's the Mahalukan on Shabbat? If it's a shoe... The kiteya should be able to wear it and not be concerned about carrying. Yabara so says, What's the ma'lokit? More sabar says, even though it's a min'al, you can't go on Shabbat. Why? It's not sturdy. It might fall off his foot. And therefore, he might end up carrying it. He can't walk with that. He can't walk with that. Come on. 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 First of all, it's a shoe. It's a shoe. So you can't wear it on Kippur. No, Sheila, you can't wear it on Kippur. It's a shoe. It's a shoe. It's a shoe. So you can't wear it on Kippur. So, so if it's a shoe, so if it's a shoe, it's made out of wood. So wood is considered also wood is considered a shoe, and therefore on Shabbat it was not an issue of carrying, because if it's a shoe, who wears it? 
finished. It's a shoe for the kiteya. It's a shoe for the regular guy. People wear with shoes. It's not an issue of carry. It's a shoe of gizira. Will it fall off? Because it's hard to put it on the guy's cuff. So if it falls off, we're worried that he might come to carry it. It's me, I get he comes to with his hand. He'll come and with his, he'll carry himself. But the point is, and the other rabbi says, wow, it's not a gezera. Read Rashi. And Alhu Hilkach Biyoma Kipurim Asur about the Hitni Udehusa Lav Min Al Nimu. Oh, so so now comes out according to that she. We have a big, big, big suya in Abotai. So what did that she say? Lema said that Hitni and Husa are not shoes. Beauty. So, so wood and leather. Exactly. So come, what leather for sure? Right. Leather for sure is a shoe. That stamp shoe is leather. And then what? Wood, Rashi is saying, the maskana sounds like it is a shoe. That's what we learned to sugya. So these clogs that they have made out of wood or something. And then you have these other cheap shoes that are made out of uh, these other, other materials. Exactly. Exactly. Now we have to see where carries other things fit in over here. If it's defined as a shoe, we should never... So over it. here, I'm just going to read you some maskanot. We learned it like Shittat Rashi. Ledat Rashi le maskana. Modim le bimivir biyose shikav shu etz nechshab manal vaasul enahalo biyom kiburim. What is the show? That's how we came out. Abal shal manalim kegon laitani utsa erem nechshavim sandal muvar beramban shledato at beshel shamutan shel nechshab manal. Beautiful. However, ledat balamaor kulam asurim biyom kiburim. שארה אמר אבא למסקנה שכולם מודים בקב שומאץ שנחשב מנעל. And once you say the etz is מנעל, they're all מנעלים. That's how he learned. Everything מנעל. And therefore you stuck on your kibur. ולא הותר אלא לקרוק סודר על רגליו. סק, סודר. Take the sudar's hat, which is a piece of fabric, and wrap a sock. Put it around your foot, and that's it. And therefore, it's machmir. That means these shonim that hold canvas for shoes are sued, and all the other stuff that we're wearing, fake leather for shoes are sued. Kote malamaot, and then we have a sefik doraita. So we're relying on shitat rashi to wear all these uh, synthetic uh, shoes over here. The wood would be a problem, as of now. Wood for sure, according to everybody. Tadushes. Once you learn wood, rashi said only wood, but not the other items. But the malamaot said once wood's are sued, finished. Everything's are sued. So he comes along and he says, "The ma'asel edatarif that the Ram brought down, kol mine sandalim, chutz mishel or mutarim." That's the Ram and the Rif. Even wood is loud. They have sandal shel etz. Oh boy! That's how we learn the sugya. Ubiyer abach shemash was ubiyer abach shel kula amar kav kitei hashiv ben al haynu davka bemechupe or exactly. That was only talking about a type of wood that had some leather on it. If the wood didn't have letter on it, so therefore the Ra learned that how could it be a minal? Yeah, it was, wasn't pure wood. It was wood that was had some leather on it. If it was a suit, but if it was wood alone, nothing. So so wood's not in shoe. Some leather on it. And that's what we say. No leather. But according, and that's how Maram was supposed to say. Maram was the reef that anything that's not leather is going to be mutat. However, the Bach I saw brings that from his rabbis. That his rabbis would not wear any shoes on wow. Yom Kippur to be choshesh to the Baal Maor. That we go barefoot on Yom Kippur to be choshesh to those opinions. Rabotai, we continue now in the sugiya. It's better to wear socks. According to those opinions, I mean, but we take Maran, Rabotai. You don't have to be. Uh, so they didn't wear socks before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's get the kids now for a second. Kids can do anything on Yom Kippur. They can eat, they can drink, they can bathe, they can do sikha. Wow. For some reason, we were strict on them. When it comes to Neilat Sandal, they cannot read Rashi. Mutarim bekulan bechol hane dematnitin achila shliar chisa v'sicha. Beautiful. When the ilat sandal, no. So the Gemara asks, my shena the ilat sandal. What's the reason why the ilat sandal the ketrim asud over there? 
I guess you have to say, the Amre inche avdule. Anachnami Amre inche avdule. Rechitsa vesicha emar meitmol avdele. Right, which means, it was like this. A gadol is not allowed, whatever he's not allowed to do, he's not allowed to do it to a katan. If the katan does it on his own, you don't got to stop him. But the gadol cannot do it to the katan. So what's the reason why a katan cannot wear shoes? Because the people are going to say, oh, the kid's wearing shoes. How do you get the shoes on? His father must have put them on. Ah, so what you're saying that, so the khawra, all the other things should also be asud. Which means... Feed the kid. He must have fed him. He must have uh, did all. Which is for the same reason you're worried that the father did it and he's not allowed to. So the other items should also be asud. So the Gemara comes along and says, listen, I don't have a problem. If they see the kid bathed. Yes, with wet hair. No, no, not wet hair. No, 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 not wet hair. If they see the kid clean, People are not going to say, oh, father washed him today. They washed him from Eri Kippur. Sikha. So how do you know that he... Oh, you see Sikha on him. That means he put it on today? He put it on from yesterday. The gel in his hair. He put it on yesterday. So therefore, at least on, the, on, on that items, already you can answer up why we, we're not making a gizirah. So the Gebra says, wait. If you're telling me already that the people will not hoshed rechitza and sikha and they'll answer that the father must have done it yesterday, so maybe you say, he put the shoes on yesterday also. Sandal nameh, eman me etmol avdileh. Gemara zanar, calm down. Sandal lo efshar de etmol avdileh. Why not? That goes with your thinking. Think, well, it happens to choose on the day before. If it's mutar, why not? Ela de amar shemuel, aiman de ba'el le mit'am ta'amad de mituta. But not. The person wants to taste the taste of death. Let him sleep with his shoes on. And therefore, it's not the day for people to sleep with their shoes on. So they're not going to say, oh, they must have put them on before Kippur, they can step to the shoes. Father's not going to do that. So therefore, shoes, the only way you're going to say is that he must have put it on today. And therefore, it's going to be a suit. They have a big question. I saw brought down in the Sefarim. It says that the Tamideh HaKamim, used to wear their clothes the whole week and didn't change, only from Shabbat to Shabbat. Erev Shabbat to Erev Shabbat. It sounds like they had their shoes on it also. So what happened to the Yisur over here? So it says, it's only talking about where you sleep uh, a certain shi'ud, like uh, 60 breaths or something, where the Tum'ah is able to come in the prayer. But for prison, of course, otherwise you tell me, sometimes the guy's wearing shoes, and he's learning, he dozes off, hey, he's wearing his shoes. No, 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 that's uh, not that. The only talking about where the person goes to his bed and has a shinat, keva. Okay, but that, that, that but Kippur was a problem because you're gonna, you're gonna sleep the whole night of Kippur at Shnat Keva. Therefore, they assume is so it's a many ayin. The reason why the kid can't wear shoes on Yom Kippur is because they're gonna think that the father dressed him. We have any dashis on this? Uh-huh. Right, he cannot sleep the whole night wearing shoes. You see from here, I always wonder if this two-year-old or three-year-old sleeping on the couch with their sandals on. Do I have to worry to take off their shoes? I always thought like a katan, you know, just... Sounds like you have, have to worry. worry. Sounds like you have to worry. Yeah. Don't worry, just take care of it. Don't take it off. Don't worry. <laughs> Your Marat says over here, Oh, the Braita says, Mutarim Lekatahila Ketani. It says Mutarim, which sounds like what? That uh, we allow him to feed and give drinks to the Katan and give him the Hitzah, give him Sikha, Lekatahila, even though he's doing it on Yom Kippur. So, therefore, obviously, it's not because of what the people are going to say. Oh, he did it yesterday. No, Isur. You're telling me what? That the reason why it's okay is because the people will answer it up. And they will say, what do you mean? It's They're telling the guy, feed your kid on Yom Kippur. Give the guy to drink on Yom Kippur. It's not a bit of the as if you have to answer it up to say he did it from yesterday. Mashma, that's a suit. And if the kid can only eat on his own, you can even feed him. 
which means things that do not impact his development, his growth, like wearing shoes. Let him wear shoes. Let him, let him not wear shoes. It, it does not uh, impact his growth. Ributayu is growth. Gazru banan. And therefore what? We don't want to get them to do it to the Ketanim. They don't need it. It's not necessary. Hanak who They need it. The kid needs to eat. The kid needs to have a bath. The kid needs to have uh, all these oils on his body. Lo gazru Therefore Ketanim can do it. And this is what I'm saying here. A shoe, the kid doesn't have to wear shoes. So therefore, he doesn't need it for his growth. So let the kid put the shoes himself. I'm not going to the father put the shoe on. But you're going to tell me what? You can't feed your kid on Yom Kippur. Yeah, he's going to die. He needs it. It's healthy. He needs Sikha. He needs... So therefore, that's the simple explanation. You're not going to say, you did it yesterday. Feed him on Kippur. Amar Abayeh. Amra Li'em. Abayeh was a yatom. Abayeh Rashi Tevot. Asher Becha Yeruham Yatom. Drebite Diyinuka. He came along and said there's certain things that his nurse told him that are good for the development of the child. Number one, hot water, hot baths. Baby oil. And what? When you get a little older, a little egg with some, uh, with some milk over there, they call it kutah. A little older, let him uh, uh, play with uh, different type of items that he can break. So let it out his uh, frustration. Yeah. He bought him like these uh, cheap uh, vessels that were cracked already. And let him throw them, let him break them. Part of development, let the kid play and break things. So when the kid breaks things, he's like, okay, he's growing, he's developing. What do you want the kid to do? It's not a museum. Look at that sheet. Right. Which is, if the guy sees him eating, you don't go, oh, he did it yesterday. He did it today, and he's allowed to do it today. Shoes are different. That's what only goes. So, bottom line, the kid has to put on his own shoes according to this camera on, uh, on Yom Kippur. We're not going to help the kid put on. Tie, tie my shoes. Can you tie your shoes on uh, Yom Kippur? You put them on. Can you tie them? Right. We have to see that. Right. Right. Let's finish the camera. You done with the shoes? Let him get his things out. He has his kid, <laughs> kids. Kids. The kids, the kids. Uh, I heard from one of the big Sadiqim. The kids, their bodies have to grow into their neshama. The neshama is very powerful. The body is small. So there's a lot of energy in a small body. So you need to wait for the kid to grow into his neshama. So the meantime is wild. That's a sima that the kids, uh, you know, he just needs to develop a little more. So then, the kids frustrated. They go to the playground. They go play ball. They do these things over here. It's an old, uh, old, old lesson over here. Today, the kids don't do that. Today, the kids now, what are they doing? They're just playing on the computer. It doesn't help. That's why they're getting all gazed up when they get older because they didn't have this uh, <laughs> development of playing ball, of uh, running in the street, doing all these cohort things to get their uh, part of the development. Bidio, bidio. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but that was good for the development. To get what I'm saying over here. What do we know? Then what? The kids playing on his computer all day long. So we said in the Gemara the king and the bride can wash their faces on Yom Kippurim, and we said the Haya, the lady that just gave birth, she can also wear a sandal. That was the opinion of the Bili Ezi. See, Rabbi Ezra was lenient by Melech, by Kala, and by Haya. And Achamim Osri. So the Yabarak says, Matnitin, this Mishnah that said, What? That allowed the king uh, and the Kala to wash. Mani, who's the author of this over here? Which means, Rabbi Ezra, Achamim argue, maybe only by the Haya. We had this question when we learned the Mishnah. When, when it says, Achamim Osri, Achimu Osrim by what? Maybe only by the last thing that Bili Ezer said. Maybe only by the Haya. But maybe Achimim agree to the Melech and the Kalah that are orders they argue on everything. So the Gemara comes along and says that what? Rabbi Hananya ben Teradjoni. It says, Shitav Rabbi Hananya de Tanya, Melech va Kalah lo yirhatsu et penehem. Tanakama says, King cannot. Bride cannot. Rabbi Hananya ben Teradjoni omed, Mishum de Bili Ezer, 
המלך והכלה ירחצו את פניהם. Now what? A king and a kala, they can. Now we go back. Ahaya, which is the lady who just gave birth, lo tinol et ha-sandal. Wow. So ahaya cannot wear a sandal. Mashma what? Hachim argue on everything. The Tanakama was Nabi the Azad. We hear from Rabbi Hanam Tanadjon. And he was leaning by Melech, by Kala, and by Haya. Hachimim Osrim, Bechulam. Now the question is, my Ta'ama. My Ta'ama, Melech, Meshub Nikhtin, Melech, Meofiot, Azena Anecha. The Melech has to look nice for the people. Kala by Ta'ama, Kedeshelotet Kane, Al Baala. She doesn't look beginui in an unkempt, unclean way to her husband. Kala is the first 30 days. First 30 days, or king is every day. And then Kala is, like we said, the first 30 days as well. Amar le, la Rabhiya, Kala ad Kama. Here we go. So Gibra says, Amar le, Kedetanya, and Mon'im, Tachitim, and a Kala, which is Balmenan. If let's say the kala is be'avilut, she lost her mother or father, so normally we don't allow an avilat for a makeup. However, if the avilut took place within the first 30 days of a marriage, they allow her to wear takshitin. Why? In order that she should not be hafe shalom, mitkane al ba'la. Rashi. En mon'in takshitin v'chule, b'raita hi, umaytina ma b'resh betula niset b'kituboy. Hare. Tabotabar means the caterer already slaughtered all the meat for the wedding. The wine already was diluted. They, they, they make preparations for a wedding. The mother of the kala passed away. It's funny, is that Abib Shel Chatan? Why can't it be the mother of the Chatan or the father? I am Shem, I am Shem. Machnisin et hamet l'cheder, ve'et ha'chatan ve'et ha'kala l'chupa, u'bo'el ve'ilat mitzvah u'poresh. The wedding goes on. The wedding goes on. And we are Ishona Goza. And then what? Unbelievable. So you see, the first 30 days you need Noi. So therefore, if Kippur, let's say, falls out within 30 days of the wedding, so they say, Kala, let her wash her face and all that. But then what do you see from over here? This is only talking about in a case where. She, normally, you would not be allowed to make yourself... Uh, so we give a dispensation. To now, in a case where you're allowed to make yourself beautiful, for sure the Kalash make yourself beautiful, even without 30 days. Understand the music? Ve'amibin, yamin. Okay, Rabbi Tai. Baruch Adonai, Amen. Ve'amen.